0: To the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 106 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. It's Monday morning. Yeah, I didn't used to record in the morning. I almost exclusively recorded after dark. But I've been waking up earlier. You know, change of the seasons. I've actually been sleeping harder and waking up earlier. I like the coolness. You know, it's funny. It's kind of backwards, but it seems like when I... Like in the summer, I I eat less and I sleep less, even though I'm using more energy. And then I kind of switch where... As the season winds down, I I sleep more and I eat more. And that's just kind of what feels natural for me. But there's all kinds of things lately that have seemed counterintuitive. Paradoxical oxymoronic and it almost anymore feels like anything true is oxymoronic in some way maybe that's a stretch maybe that's going, going a little further than I need to, overthinking, overanalyzing, but, you know, this concept of duality, right, equal and opposite, yes, and, and, you know, I was at the pub, I was talking to my friend, who shall remain nameless, uh, but, He's a guy that we... Him and I, we like to get into the weeds about things and talk about what's going on and talk about the latest insanity, you know? He sees things as, you know, for for the chaotic, insane nature that they have become, the falsehoods they have become, right? So we discuss things and get each other's perspectives and I'm not exactly sure how we got on the topic. Um, you know, he he's actually a state, uh, you know, a lawyer for the state. I'll I'll just leave it at that. And uh, I said, you know, what do you think about the fact that like there's kind of a inherent conflict of interests in in that when you're charged with a crime by the state, you are also tried within their system of justice, right? The state apparatus both charges you with the crime and convicts you potentially, right? I said doesn't that seem kind of inherently unfair and like biased? You know they they're all working for the same boss, right? I said you're, you know, same same as you, right? same boss you got. And he could see my point, you know, but he was kind of like, well, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, he kind of was like, I think overall the system is, you know, he is about to say fair. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I, I keep almost saying his name, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's not always fair. There's a lot of ways in which it's not fair. And, uh, like, yeah, you know, I can't, can't totally disagree, blah, blah, blah. But it got us on this, on this thought train where yeah, you know, I was kind of like, I, I got to the point where I'm like, well, you know, man, like it's just kind of one more example of, I think like centralized authority actually creates more chaos. You know, things are done less fairly the further you get into the power center of a centralized government right or any centralized controlled centrally controlled system you know it's no different than agriculture but it's kind of like you know I, i was trying to make the point i said you know the the paradox the the irony is That the more centrally controlled something is, a system, the crazier it becomes over time. Like, that's what I believe. And he's kind of like, yeah, you know, I see your point. I said, you know, there's nothing more stable and ordered than a mature forest, right? It's self-governed. It's kind of like all we can do is, is kind of mess mess up what's already going on. You know, I was listening to this uh, farmer on the Joe Rogan podcast. A guy I I had never heard before, but I liked him, and he was talking about this this principle of biomimicry, and how like the the best way to farm is to mimic what we see in nature, right? and how we're never going to do it quite as well. Now, I go back and forth on this because I think we can actually outperform natural systems if we, if we really utilize sort of our our mechanical advantage and our intelligence in terms of like building soil. But what we can't do is control every element of the system and expect good results right the whole thing with biomimicry is we're doing certain things in order to accelerate what would happen anyways right when it comes to soil life you know instead of waiting for years and years for the topsoil to you know accumulate a layer of detritus you'd call it in the forest or uh, you know litter organic matter that top couple few inches of real spongy material we kind of do that immediately with a thick layer of mulch or you know fill in the blank you know instead of instead of letting water kind of run its course we we channel it we hold it we slow it down in order to better utilize it than otherwise would be possible right with swales and ponds and so i almost disagree that we can't we can't almost do it better but we can't take all the credit is the point right and the the tighter we hold on to control of these systems the more chaotic they can often become I hope this is coming through, but to me, it's, it's this basic duality between chaos and order, right? And we have to ride the flow right in the center and understand that for both to exist, they need one another, so to speak, two sides of the same coin, equal and opposite you know, I, I believe in something called self-regulation. Um, this is what happens in the forest where through, through natural law and order, ecosystems self-regulate, they self-stabilize. If there's something out of balance they, you know, there's always something to counter. And that's what we need to be, right? I believe that the the balance of power is super unstable, out of whack. If we're imagining a, a yin and yang, the, the balance of you know chaos and order, it's all wonky, it's all out of sorts. Apologies. Oh, man, but it's like we're, we're, we're about to have this midterm election tomorrow. And it's kind of weird because, like, apparently there's a, a blood moon and a fucking lunar eclipse all happening on the same day and, uh, I guess I'm just going to keep my keep my fingers crossed and my head down and hope nothing goes weird. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm just so not interested in the elections because fuck all those motherfuckers anyways. I really haven't been paying any of it any mind. <clears throat> you know i'm i'm anti politics but it makes me wonder you know who who's really in charge cuz from when, you know from where i'm sitting it doesn't really seem like anybody that they're putting up on the television is really in charge you know even even the ones that have a certain amount of power you can tell they're they're getting their strings pulled. And it makes me wonder who's pulling them, right? I mean, you might say like Klaus Schwab or some shit, right? And yes, I think I think to an extent, like there's a chain of command. But who's at the very top? That's that's the question. You know, who's really in charge of these people? To me, it seems as though no individual person is exerting this, this, this will to control. It's more like a force of evil in its own right. You know, all these people trying to vie for power and, and doing ghastly things to get there. I, I imagine what we've seen and this, this, this cycle of tyranny throughout human history, I suspect that it is the work of the devil. Whatever that means. and uh and we all know what the duel would be to the devil you know i i've talked a little bit about my beliefs in terms of spirituality but not a, not a whole lot because I'm still kind of trying to figure it out but more and more it just seems as though this and I know I'm echoing what a lot of people are saying but this feels like a spiritual battle and it seems like you can either be on the side of right or wrong And what it, what it means, what it looks like to be on the, the side of truth, of justice, of, of godliness. You know, it's the hard path. And we all have this this Struggle. Within, whether we admit it to ourselves or not, struggle between you know what's true and what's easy, what's socially convenient, what's immediately um, gratifying versus what's right. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a tricky subject to explore. It's kind of hard to hold on to these these concepts. And I'll try not to I'll try not to drag this on cuz I don't want to be I don't want to be Mr. fucking mm, pontification, huh? But I think this is an, it's an important concept to grasp. How things are inherently counterintuitive. You know, it's like lately things have been so fucking phony and yet super, super real at the same time. You know, I growing up in the suburbs, I kind of kind of always had this sense that things were like a little too pristine little too shiny, a little too mm, like Pleasantville or, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, just this, like this cookie cutter house landscape. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a terrible place to grow up, but it was just, it's almost like it's a bubble, right? And as a kid, I always had a sense that there was just so much more to most people's lives, right? You know, a lot more than just cul-de-sacs and soccer and, you know, again, not that there's anything wrong with it, but sort of a lack of authenticity or a lack of depth or a lack of reality, And it all, it all just broke in the last two years. And I'm, I'm almost grateful, right? Like that, that, um, what's the expression? The ice has been broken, right? Like people can talk differently now, or at least most people, some people. But I think they overextended their control you know this this top down authority has become too top heavy the more they hold on the harder it is to maintain right so i am i am hopeful not not that this election's going to change a goddamn thing or that you know Anything miraculous is going to happen. I'm just hopeful that that this is going to self-correct. At the same time, we almost have to be those self-correcting components. You know, the ecosystem's out of whack. We need to be the agents of change to get it back towards homeostasis. <clears throat> Alright, that might be about all, y'all. Like I like I said, it's kind of a difficult one to to discuss, but I just think once again this concept of duality, it's just a different way of describing it, right? The counterintuitive nature of darn near everything. <laughs> But you wouldn't notice this shit if you weren't paying attention you know this is pattern recognition you know, it's why so often in terms of our medicine and and sort of the american lifestyle and diet we we treat the symptoms of an illness but we never really address the root you know isn't it kind of ironic you might you might go 20 years living with a disease that simply changing your diet would just cure over a very short amount of time but because you think that the food's going to be too expensive you spend twice as much money on the medicine and you keep eating cheap you know we are we are We are pretty smart and pretty capable, but we can also be pretty fucking stupid. But I think we need, you know, by by sort of employing this, this pattern recognition and this understanding that things are paradoxical, Everything is dualistic in some way. You know it can help us kind of wade through these these otherwise confusing waters. And instead of just burying our heads in the sand, we can actually we can improve, we can build new structures parallel to the existing ones. We can get out ahead of this thing we can be the solution we can we can set up our liberty minded communities in intentional ways to where over time we you know we become more and more resilient and less and less dependent because i don't know i still just have this sense that like even though the ice broke we're still just living in this overly complicated world you know between all the all the fucking rules and regulations and taxes and hoops yeah, it's hard to just exist you know my, my goal if I have one would be that If I have children, they will be raised in an environment where they're not overwhelmed with unnecessary complexity. Where the rules are logical and fair and, and they can exist without too much concern for all the fucking hoops that they're supposed to jump through. You know I just want I just want that a village right that's that's my goal but yeah guys I don't know you know it's uh I don't want to I don't want to opt out entirely like we have to we have to be the the solution for other people too So, you know, I know at different times I've probably said things that sound halfway uh, escapist, right? Talking about getting out of the city and, you know. I, I just at the same time think it's not wise to just run away. You know, like maybe the thing to do would be. To get involved, you know, locally at least. Politically, I don't know, but you know, we need to practice what we preach. And if we believe in non-governmental solutions, we need to be powerhouses for those. We need to produce solutions. We need to do it where the people are right I'm all for setting up your homestead and having that quiet life out in the country but I think we need to keep keep in touch with the rest of the culture the rest of the folks we can't just isolate you know this idea of being a part of the remnant yeah I mean I don't think our, our numbers are quite fixed. Like we need to bring more people in to the remnant before we truly are the remnant. You know, right now it's just, I think early on, it's early on in the story of how this shit unfolds keeping an eye towards autonomy and sovereignty and, you know, we need to be business people and we need to be charitable. We need to be in touch with our communities. That's how we beat this, this monstrosity, right? How do you beat hate? You don't beat it with more hate, You beat it with love. How do you tear down a government? By extracting yourself and your community from its power as much as fucking possible. You know, it really only has the power that you give it. I kinda I kinda said this on the Halloween episode. It's like the monster under the bed. And if you don't give it your energy, it'll go away. Now I know that sounds a little oversimplified. Yeah, you know it's going to take a long time, but if we can convince more and more people to basically take back their own power, you know, peacefully and tact, you know, tactfully, sort of in a way that cannot be, cannot be spun into a bad thing, right? we need to be the people that that guide the way without without being easily turned into a villain you know cuz they'll make you they'll make you look like one you might even make yourself look like one you know by accident now i'm not one for censoring yourself too much but we do need to be careful with our with our words and our tone and we need to we need to be appealing we need to be the people that other folks want to come to when they when they swallow their whatever color pill right we need to be approachable we need to be good members in our community you know it makes me think of <clears throat> this article that went super viral and everybody you know we kind of we kind of got our our finger wag, right? And I know that we were kind of waiting for it. The article, you know, the one um, about pandemic amnesty and forgiving and forgetting and you know everybody was wrong on all sides. Bullshit. You know we we wagged our finger and we got that over with, and I think. We need to turn that around and like beckon people in. You know, instead of being judgmental, we need to be for, we do need to be forgiving and welcoming and loving. That's and not exactly easy, but that's how we win. You know, I've been, I've been pissed at certain people. And, you know, it's just, it's probably just about time to, Fucking bury the hatchet. Move on. At least as much as anybody can. You know, I think I said not long ago, it's like maybe it's not move on, but move forward. Because nothing's ever going back. Humpty Dumpty's not going to get put back together. But the best we can do is to be sort of available and, and remain remain in touch with everyone not just the people that think like us as tempting as that is you know, if this self-regulation is going to occur in the human ecosystem it's not gonna happen in isolated pockets. It's gotta be across the board. You know, we are an interconnected, interdependent network. You know, in terms of you know what things might be like if we were to go stateless. You know, hypothetically, if we could edge ourselves in that direction, you know, the classic question of how would, how would we get shit done? How would we make the roads? How would we educate this, that, and the other? You know, I, I, I'm constantly reminded of the miracle of self-organization, self-regulation, Sort of the fact that anything happens is amazing. You know, there's the example, I forget who or where it comes from, but this, this sort of philosophical question that is rather simple, but it says, well, I guess it's not a question so much as a statement. Nobody knows how to make a pencil. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but the concept is that hundreds, thousands of people doing different things culminate in the final product that is a pencil and that no one person can do it. Now I'm sure there was a time where somebody, where many people could make a pencil. You know, there were pencil makers I'm sure then again perhaps not you know most people wrote with pens but it's a funny it's a funny quandary because it it goes to show that something so simple that we take for granted comes out of an infinitely complex system and you don't need government to achieve these ends all you need is to to let the creative entrepreneur address the problem whatever that problem might be you know i've seen how the roads get made so to speak i worked doing sort of road construction type stuff i've talked about it before i won't go into detail but essentially i kind of saw how the how the strings come together Just from my own perspective. And it really is. It's miraculous. And I think it would happen nonetheless. We would figure it out. We would self-organize. We would decentralize. We would privatize. And yes, that might mean, you know, having to pay to use the roads directly but somebody would, would solve the problem of how we got it done. We would self-regulate. And the less they allow us to do so, the worse off we all are. You know, the more they promise, the less they deliver. Sometimes it feels like we're living an opposite day or the fucking upside down or something, the inside out. Because shit just seems so fucking bizarre. And I don't know if this helps, but like I said, I think framing it in terms of duality, accepting the paradoxes and moving on, you know understanding that sometimes things are just beyond our purview, our ability to understand fully, but we don't need to understand the entire system in order to be a part of it. And a productive part at that. So on that note, (laughs) y'all, it's getting to the point where I should probably get to work. It is Monday morning after all, so I will let you go and I will talk to you soon. If you would like to donate to the Easy Peasy Podcast, please go to EasyPeasyGardens.com donate. Thanks for listening.